Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. In this season of miracles, let's not let the big miracles blind us to the small miracles. Here's what I mean. We call it the story of the burning bush, Just five short verses at the top of the third chapter of Exodus. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and he led his flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here am I. And God said, draw not nigh hither. Put thy shoes from off thy feet for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. We call it the story of the burning bush. And yes, when God puts in an appearance, it's a miracle. But let's not let the big miracle blind us to the small miracle. What else is there? My favorite line in this passage, you are standing on holy ground. What if all ground, all earth is holy? What if we choose to believe that we are always standing on holy ground? A small miracle. There are only two ways to live your life. This is Albert Einstein speaking. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. Here's a beautiful piece from columnist Tad Bartimus. Every morning, I wake up to a Chinese thrush singing like a coloratura soprano right outside my window, and I'm driving to town And John Lennon's Imagine comes on the car radio. A baby ahead of me in the grocery store checkout line reaches over her mother's shoulder and touches my cheek, her tiny fingers as delicate as feathers. These moments inspire me, she continues. Spontaneously, I invite neighbors for Wednesday night pizza and don't care how clean the house is. I double the amount of money I'd normally enclose in a sympathy note. I compulsively, impulsively buy a phone card for a friend's child who's a freshman at a faraway college. Instead of absentmindedly patting our ancient cat as I pass by, 
I sit down on the back step and cradle him in my arms. His arthritic body is as light as air, but his purr is stronger than ever. Mentally reviewing all we've been through together, I count his unwavering devotion as one of my greatest gifts. These daily miracles tether me, Tad Bartimus concludes. It's from the reality of our everyday lives that we draw strength to live. Once we begin to look, we see small miracles everywhere. Some of you will remember the t-shirt promoting the ladies' sewing circle and terrorist society. Leave it to a group of Unitarian Universalist women to take the edge off the name, but still do the good work. Members of our church in Traverse City, Michigan, call themselves the Unitarian Peacemaker Needleworkers Group. One day they had the TV on as they worked, PBS, of course. A show came on about Torkin Wakefield's organization, Bead for Life, eradicating poverty one bead at a time. In war-torn, AIDS-ravaged Uganda, creating one-of-a-kind beads by hand-rolling colorful pages from recycled magazines is an alternative to earning a dollar a day in a rock quarry. The Unitarian Universalist Women, says member Kathy Prentice, saw it as a women-to-women and craftspeople-to-craftspeople connection. The peacemaker needleworkers began rolling beads and finished them with a special eco-friendly varnish, of course, and then made them into earrings, necklaces, and bracelets, pricing most of them in the $10 to $20 range. At their very first sale, just a few hours on a Saturday, they raised $5,000, enough to pay for two houses in Ugand- for Ugandan families left homeless by the war. What was trash became both beautiful and life-giving. Now the Unitarian Peacemaker Needles Workers Group has twice the inventory they had at their first sale and are planning to raise $10,000 for more houses as well as healthcare, education, and job training. They are unstoppable. Is Bead for Life a miracle? It is if your family is homeless or if you missed years of school because you were fleeing the war, or if you need HIV medication you can't afford. It is if you're a little lonely, maybe, and looking for a circle of friends with whom to sit and do handwork and talk. And listen, maybe, to a little PBS, and maybe even make a difference in the world. A miracle, as small as a bead, and as big as saving a life. One more story, this one from Ruth Cooper Dowda. At Hanukkah a few years back, she writes, my husband and I were invited to what we thought was a potluck dinner. The host family consisted of three adults and three kids. We bought a medium-sized jar of applesauce, a small container of sour cream, butter, and a single loaf of homemade bread. And 23 latkes. I knew that we only brought 23 latkes because I counted them as I packed them up. When we got there, it turned out that our latkes, bread, and trimmings were the only food. 
Then the family invited the upstairs tenants, and then the tenants and their kids came down with some friends of theirs who had just stopped by. At one point, my spouse and I counted six or eight kids and about as many as adults since the kids kept moving all the time. Our count was imprecise. He and I took the tiniest portions of everything and then watched as everyone dug in. Everybody ate at least two latkes. The kids ate mountains of applesauce. The adults slathered sour cream everywhere, even on the bread. Our friends and neighbors ate until they had had their fill, and there were still leftover latkes, sour cream, and applesauce. We were filled with the miracle that took place, and we all parted satisfied. And that's how we were reminded of wonders we cannot understand but for which we should be grateful. My spiritual companions, there are miracles enough, great and small, for all to be fed. A bird, music, a baby. A miracle is as small as a bead and as big as saving a life. Standing together on holy ground, let us find warmth from each other, nourish hope where reason fails, and choose to live as if everything is a miracle. Amen.